Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for Frenchmen with ties. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what did we watch? We watched The Matrix Revolutions. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I watched. Good. Right? Yeah. No, that's what I watched. Yeah. Tyler. Part three, you know, we're in here, three or four. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Oh, I feel great, Cody. It's the best movie series ever. Ever. How do you feel about missing the window to watch uh, Matrix 4 on HBO Max? Nothing has crushed my spirit more than this moment, Cody. Look, here's what I'll tell you. I'll give you a sneak, a little sneak preview of Matrix 4. I actually think it would look really awesome in a theater. So I'm jealous that you might get to see it in a theater because I watched it at home. And I, as I was watching it, I was like, it might have been a good theater movie. Looks kind of sharp. But Cody, yeah. have you considered that I have a better TV than you? Which is not a brag, just a fact. All right. Sitting here, I'm sitting here trying to be happy in my life and you just come out here and cut me down. I do. It's how I make myself happy. I've got a friend who's thinking about buying a TV here in a bit, like a little later in the year, and I was like, I got two friends who got the LG OLED and love it. So I even plugged it to him, all right? It's worth it. It's worth everything. So I know. I know what I'm missing. I know what I don't have that you have, all right? That being said, I bought mine a 65-inch LG OLED and got, like, insurance protection stuff on it for $1,600. Mm-hmm. Such a good deal. So I saw like, it the other day. It was it was on sale the other day for like eighteen hundred. You got a steal, yeah. man. So good. Uh we can't hold on. But wait. We can't go back down TV talk again. All right. We got so much hate mail. You know, they lit a dumpster on fire, and I can't do that to the good city of Cleveland again. All right. I can't do that to them. Tyler. Let's talk Matrix Revolutions. Do you want to sum it up for us? Cody, it's the thrilling conclusion, a.k.a. the third (laughs) out of four, of the Matrix trilogy, now a quadrilogy. Or, as I like to call it, a dyad of dyads. (laughs) All right? It's uh, it's the the end of the A double dyad? Oh, yeah. The double. Big old double D. That's why I call it, Cody. All right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's the double D. Uh, it's the it's the conclusion, but not quite of the double D. But we didn't know that for years, for almost twenty years. So this is the conclusion of that time. It's the end of the one story, uh, widely regarded by most as the worst movie. But is it? Only you can decide. Yes. Oh. Let me tell you. Let me hit you with a hot take with my first impression. Did not really enjoy much at all about this movie it was look i'm look i'm here i'm just uh i'm just a simp out here agreeing with the critics loved one two was okay didn't really like it three i didn't i actively didn't like i know that's what the critics say and i know i'm supposed to be a hipster and i'm supposed to go opposite of what what people do and say but i'm it wasn't good for me all right if you're asking me if it was good for me i'm saying no but tyler what really matters and why people listen to this podcast, they want to know how you felt. How did it go for you? I think I like this movie. Here's why, Cody. Here's why. This is the important you take. You're the real hipster in this relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
this movie. Did, okay, how did you watch? Tell, take me through the timeline of you watching the three movies. I want to say it was a Monday evening, and I watched Matrix with my wife at home. Mm-hmm. And then I think the next night we watched an hour or two of Matrix 2 and uh, had to give ourselves a break. And then I think we watched the rest of Matrix 2 the next day. And then we were like, we can't start the next. We, we, we can't last. And then I think we had to take a break, a break of a day. I think Matrix Revolutions happened the day after that. And we were like, let's just start it and we'll finish it. Maybe we'll start it in the living room. We'll finish it in bed. You know, it could be nice. And we hit a point, we hit a crucial point where it was like, there was like an hour of this left and we just had to get this done. <laughs> and we, like, we had to power, I mean, I'm telling you, we had to power through this movie. It was, it took a lot out of me. It's been, it hasn't been since the Twilight days when we watched the Twilight movies in like a week that I had, you know, so much struggles with getting through there were only three movies. It wasn't even, <laughs> there weren't even that many. So that's what happened to me. It was on like a four or five day period, I think. All right. Now here's what I'm going to tell you. You've done it wrong, Cody. The Matrix movies are only good if you watch them all in the same night. All right. It's a commitment that you got to make and you got, if you break them up, if you take a break to go to the bathroom, awful trash movies. Okay. <laughs> you got to watch them all in one. It's one long so, movie. Okay. And no other way how? to do it. How does that work, though? Like, They're why better. is that? Because they did a very bad job of uh, making the next two. They did a bad job of making... Here's the thing. Here's a hot take for you. You want to talk about hot takes? Here's a hot take. They're all the same level of quality, both in the writing, the acting, and the effects. All right? No one, none of them is worse than the others. It's just like a simple story. Then they expand it, and then they expand it. That's it. It's like it's the beginning, middle, and end of a story. Here's the problem. They were like, it's like if you're telling your friend a story, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, and then we're going, and then we got to the movie theater, and then you just stop. And then two days later, you're like, eater, and then we did, and then you're like, (laughs) they're like, that was an awful story, man. It's like, yeah, it was, because you didn't find a good breaking point. You just kind of stopped. Like, most of the time when I watch these movies, because I've seen them multiple times, you know, for different reasons, Cody, that are my own. How dare you? Okay. I could not honestly tell you, except for I could tell you where the first one ends and the second, the next two begin. Where two ends and three begins, it's very fuzzy, Cody. <laughs> it's very fuzzy. It's like, I don't really know how, t- I can't rightly remember how two ends because i'm pretty sure three just like drops you in it like you're in it you know immediately right right look you're fuzzy on the details you've seen these movies multiple time times i watched these over several days i don't know either like i don't know where one stops in the next i know where the first one stops because it's a pretty clear delineation Everything that happens from the start of two to the end of three, I'm like, I don't even know. Okay. I think, okay, I got it. I know her. I think, I got it. I think so. I think I got it. But it's like, it does not feel, it feels like where you would put a, 
the, okay, so where the movies are split as two independent movies feels like where you would put a commercial break, not right, yeah. months of waiting. And even then, it's one of those commercial breaks where like they rewind it about five seconds when it comes back. So it's like, okay, you remember your place though, you know, yeah. like one of those. And it's definitely not that. Because, okay, so spoilers for the second movie, I guess. If we've gotten this far, you should have should have watched that movie, though, Cody. It, the second movie ends with him stopping the Sentinels, right? I... Cause it, yeah, because it ends with, they're like, he's on his little hospital bed, right? And they're like, oh, we only found one survivor of this. Here's what I hate, okay? Here's what I hate. Them being like, oh, we lost all these ships does not fit with every other thing that happened up to that point. Because they were like, we're going to send two ships to do this to counterattack or something. And then they're like, we lost every single ship. And it's like, you had like 50. Where did they all go? <laughs> Apparently, they all died in this counterattack, except for one guy. And that's when it ends, which is like a – also, it's a cliffhanger. You Okay, I'll say it. It's a cliffhanger maybe, but it's a cliffhanger at the end of a like a – like a CBS or a CW show, all right? Not what you'd put at the end of a, of a big budget movie, <laughs> all right? Yeah, it's like I hear you. It... Next time on the Matrix show, on the CW's The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Remember that? Yeah. Remember when Dragon oh, Ball yeah. Z were like thirty percent of the episode was like the recap at the beginning and the teaser at the end. <laughs> like the beginning is like, all right. Here's what happened. We're going to replay about five minutes of all the dialogue that happened in the last 20 episodes. And then we're going to do a couple standoffs. There'll be one or two punches. And then we got to wrap it up with a nice bow, give you three minutes of like, here's what happened. Here's what's going to happen next time. Here's the question that's going to happen next time. And don't you want to know that? And it's like a 12 minute episode. And you're like, we just spent seven minutes of this episode talking about what happened before and what's going to happen next. It's a great way to do it. That's what they should have done with this, you know? Mm hmm. Like HBO, like the HBO shows, they do a great job with that. Where it's like, hey, here's a little recap. You're like, I don't want the recap because obviously I'm binging this because I'm not an idiot. Like I'm not watching this as it comes out. But if I were watching it as it comes out, this would be very helpful. Yeah, yeah. So, the, good job, the Matrix, HBO. The Matrix Revolutions really could benefit from mm -hmm. a last time on, you know, kind of section. Mm -hmm. I honestly yeah. think, at its core, the Matrix. Here's what I think. I think. 20 years down the line, The Matrix is going to get remade as, like, a, a big-budget TV show. Like the Amazon uh, Lord of the Rings thing or the yeah, a Game of Thrones situation? Because I think it, it the story structure, in my opinion, just fits that so much better than movies. Not to mention, like, just the caliber of story really fits that better, don't you think? It's a fantastic, it's a fantastic concept that, like, a lot could go on in. Yeah. You could do a lot with it. But I meant like, to watch the Animatrix um, as part of our watching this, just like as a little bonus, but I have not watched it. Yeah. I've but heard it's, it's good. fantastic. Yeah. I've always heard yeah. good things about it. I've heard it's like the best Matrix thing except for the first Matrix movie. <laughs> so I have to do it. Oh, uh, Tyler, I'm teed up. I'm ready to go. Are you? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are we ready spoiling to dive it? in? Yeah. Spoiling it, Cody. Cody, get uh gosh, I already did the thing where I had you hop on my back. So I mean you know. Can we even do that again? Yeah. 
100%. Okay. All right. Hop on my back, Cody, and I'm going to fly us into Spoiler Town. Hold on now. You've got clench. Clench those thighs, Cody. Clench. Tighter. All right. We're here, but don't stop clenching. All right. Talk to me, babe. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you going first? You want me to go first? I mean, I could go first. It's not going to make a whole lot of sense because I'm going to be honest with you, Cody. I was so enraptured with this movie. I did not take any notes. All right? <laughs> Let me tell you. I, I was so myself. defeated by this movie. None of my notes are any good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can go first then. I can go first. Because if I'm guessing, how many times have you seen this movie, Cody? But this is my first time. Oh, that's rough. That's uh, So you don't know nothing about anything, Cody. You don't know anything about the deep lore, all right? The I deep magics. Know. Yeah, no. Oh, Cody. Okay, so I'm going first. Is that what's happening right now? Yeah. Five minutes on okay. the clock. All right. Stop talking, Cody. It's my turn now. All right, here's the thing, Cody. I'm so excited we got to this movie for one reason. One reason alone, Cody. All right, is everybody out here, they're like, the CG of the Agent Smiths, it looks so bad. It's like, well, joke's on you, you hipster douchebags. Those were real dudes wearing masks, all right? You thought it was CG. They're real people lining the street. They built the street. They put the people there. They put the, put the fancy, like, prosthetic masks on them in different things, and then they put some guys that just looked close enough that they could, like, do like different facial expressions and like you wouldn't really notice it was a painting across them and you're all stupid for saying it looked CG and dumb and fake because there's so much of all the movies we've watched this has so many practical effects that so many people are like oh that looks so bad and it's like but it was practical why are you saying it looks like bad CG when it's a practical effect meanwhile people out here are like oh look Grogu looks so real Grogu CG is not real Grogu doesn't love you Cody alright he's not real he can't love you all right i gotta tell you i got a grogu in the other room i got two of them i got one he'll walk up to you and tell you how much he loves you but it's a lie i pressed the button i love you cody not grogu all right okay <laughs> you don't even understand okay that's it drives me nuts this movie it's so good it's so like there's so much to it but it's so it is so hyper nerd fantasy movie that it just a i can't imagine like what cocaine fueled meeting this got funded in like the first one sure it's a simulation the human brain found a way to evolve in such a way that the you can now your brain is now more powerful than the computer that's how i always interpreted the first movie nod your head if you agree with me that makes sense right the human mind finds a way the next the second movie they're like Nope, you're dumb. The computers have been in control the whole time. And then this one, they're like, you're dumb. The humans are in control because a computer is too powerful for the computer to stop. So the whole message of the first one, that the human brain can overcome the AI, is totally wiped out by the fact that at the core of it, the only reason the humans live is because he's like, hey, you designed me to have ultimate power in the Matrix. This dude is another computer program that now has ultimate power in the Matrix. There is so there's no like the human spirit will overcome. It's just computers fighting computers, Cody. That's all it is. It totally wipes out all of that. I told you I like the movie because it's so cool. It's like an anime in real life. The fight scenes are so cool. But at the same time, the story is so stupid. It's so like Dragon Ball Z to a T. <laughs> but it's like 
everything that was cool and all that about the first one it's like nothing the humans are never really on top in the next two they're never like oh we got this we're gonna fight back against the machines it is like all we could do is get machines to help us fight other machines they're computer programs right click delete they're dead all right that's all it takes all right everybody's like it's like the nfts everybody's like i got the only copy right click save as boom now i have your nft yeah san francisco nerd all right you're out here you're buying these nfts it's just like the programs in the matrix no different cody that's what i'm saying the matrix programs are nfts non-fungible tokens that's all i know that's all i know about the nfts cody they are the matrix okay so they're out here that they bring back the merovingian everybody's like oh he's cool let's bring him back but they didn't really take him away because this movie they're the same movie they're one movie that they're like you can't put out a five-hour movie and the wachowskis are like yes we can we're gonna do it and then they couldn't so they didn't so they put them out months apart all right it's too far apart it's a base for a bad experience all right it's not good you gotta watch them together or not at all all right there's definitely an edit out there that is both these movies mixed together in a better way i just it's like there's so much cool about it but it's like they didn't put enough into the neo being like this i don't know what is he computer jesus that's what he's supposed to be they're like oh he's like jesus but he's like computer jesus right right because he saved the computers he did the humans were fine the humans weren't going to get killed by agent smith right it was the humans gonna get killed by the computers by the sentinels by the creepy squids i'll tell you what though cody the battle though you didn't like this part the battle where they're like shooting and they look like they got big old bellies they're giant mechs they got guns cody it is okay james cameron stole the idea for those mechs and we all know it cody they're so much cooler though they're so much cooler you look at james cameron's mechs you look at these mechs and you tell me you look at me in the eyes and you try to tell me these mechs aren't cooler they're all shooting they're spraying so much bullets into this hole but the, they keep coming and then they're like they could have just gone straight through the control tower cody could have gone straight through the control tower but did they know they oh tyler oh tyler, i'm gonna cut you off right right in the middle of your sentence all right i'm gonna and let me just tell you i have things to say i'm gonna start my timer right now the worst part about avatar by far aside from everything is that the mechs are stupid and here's what's dumb is that you're right. As soon as I saw the mechs in this movie, I was like, Avatar. But it's like the movies are like eight years apart, but the mechs aren't any better. I hated these mechs too, but shame on James Cameron for stealing the mech and not making it better. Like, really? We're seven years apart from when this movie was made and you did a mech and it's not as good and it's dumb? Like, these mechs at least make sense because it's like they're kind of clunky, right? They just got the big old guns. You go, bah, 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 bah. Where James Cameron's like, no, we're going to twirl around knives and do backflips. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I hate it still. I still hate it. It's still bad. I still don't like it. <sighs> Merovingian, I hate his tie. This I talked about it last episode. I'm talking about the terrible tie. I hated it. It was bad. What are we even doing with him? Why is he even here? I don't like it. I don't like that he's around. And um, I don't understand how he became a staple. Like, he's like people are like, oh, they liked him. They brought him back. I'm like, I didn't like him. I didn't want him back. I don't need him back ever and i think the wachowskis are like no this is aside from neo this is the best part he's the heart and soul of the matrix is this french guy you know um so i don't know i don't know why he's here <clears throat> nfts let me tell you about nfts 
Bailey once a week. Ask me. <laughs> what? What does NFT stand for? And I tell her, non-fungible token. And she asks me, wait, no, really? Like, you're kidding, right? <laughs> like, she's like, you just made that up to mess with me because sure, that's something I would do. Nope, 100% the name. They're tokens that can't be funged, all right? You're, you're out here trying to funge my tokens? You can't funge me. I am non-fungible, all right? That's what people don't. People out here getting funged left and right. And the boys over in Silicon Valley have said, enough, enough funging. I'm through with these funging tokens, and now they're non-fungible. And I applaud them for that, okay? There's been far too much funging on my watch, and I'm glad that it's over, okay? That's what you need to understand about NFTs. Anything you the funging is over, and we're better for it, all right? We're pure. We're more holy. Here's why this movie... Um, here's why this movie is so bad the oracle <clears throat> it's sad because this movie pops up and they're like the oracle the oracle has been reincarnated because whatever that's how it works and i was like that doesn't make sense but fine let's give her a shot and she pops up and like you know how coke is good and diet coke is awful we got diet oracle in this movie okay the oracle I would say it's the best thing about The Matrix aside from Neo. Like, she's great. Great performance from that actress. Love it. I'm all about the Oracle scenes. And in this one, they were like, we're going to reincarnate her and make her worse. And there is a reason for that. Okay? One of my fun facts, the Oracle died. The actress who plays Oracle died. And, you know, no one will ever learn the lesson, right? Because they shot the movie separately. No one will do the Lord of the Rings thing and say, hey, this person's a treasure and we need to shoot all the movies while they're still here. No one will do it because everyone's cowards. Everyone in Hollywood is a coward. So anyway, my problem is this Oracle is so much worse because the whole thing about the Oracle, she's like a Southern grandma. We love her. She makes cookies and is great. You know, and she's like, she has, it's just, she's got that perfect grandmotherly vibe about her. This Oracle is black and that's it. <laughs> it's like so flat, just like the flat, you know, like they're trying to recast and they're like, they kind of, they kind of look the same, except this person is a robot. Like, she is pure, like, everything she says is so flat. She's like, I don't really understand the difference of now my physical form. Hmm, I will make cookies now. <laughs> I can't do it. It made me, I was like, you robbed me of the Oracle. It just, I hated it so much. She was so much worse, and... uh they did this to me. They made me sit, and they made it like a big, it was such a big part of the movie, and she was so bad, and she's not a bad person. She just, we went from this like really great natural grandma performance to like, let's get a robot on screen to deliver the same lines, because they didn't even change the lines. It was the same kind of lines, but with a whole different actress that had no nothing. It broke my heart, and I hated it. Diet Oracle is the worst thing to happen to the Matrix trilogy aside from the Merovingian. And that's my, those are my takes. That's what I have to say. Cody, terrible, <gasps> terrible takes, but they're absolutely correct, all right? But at the same time, it must be rough to, like, have a main character die in the middle of a movie, and you're like, oh, shoot, we're in the middle of filming. We got to move fast and take whoever we can get at this point. Yeah. I will tell you, Cody, I have I spent some time 
researching the mechs of uh, Avatar. They're the exact same with one little difference, okay? It'd be like... Okay, so the uh, the mechs in The Matrix are cool in that they look like they are... They were designed to like move boxes and stuff and have been modified to shoot guns, which I like because it's like, that's like the whole aesthetic. It's like, this is all like the crap that was left over from humanity before this giant war with the machines. And we're just making do with whatever we can get our hands on, right? Yeah. So I was like, that's cool that this is like how, what their mechs are. So they're slow, they're lumbering, they like move in a jerky way. And it's like, they're not, they're meant to be more of like a mobile gun emplacement. Not really like the ones in Avatar where it's like, you got a knife right here and you can fight a thing that's your size. Like, yeah, make a fist and punch. It's like, you're not really, you can kind of swing an arm, but it's like, if you get yeah. to that point, you're dead. You're dying at that point. You're not surviving right. a close up. You're a mobile gun emplacement. So I liked them. They got their little bellies. They kind of like jiggle when they're firing, you know? <laughs> The mechs in Avatar look exactly the same if those mechs worked out. All right? That's all the difference is. It's got the same canopy. It's just got glass on it, you know? But it's the same canopy. It just looks like it worked out, got big old broad shoulders and big old chest. Other than that, Mm -hmm. the exact same. Even the guns, because I was like, the guns look like the guns from Gears of War in Avatar. And on this one, I like the look of the guns. Again, they look very, like, everything looks very... It's just meant to throw metal down there. Like, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing cool. It's just meant to take a bullet and throw it at the enemy. Like, that's all it's meant to do. Nothing looks too cool. It looks, like, very, uh... What's the word I'm looking for, Cody? Merovingian? <laughs> no. But I, I like the aesthetic <laughs> of Zion's. Like, everything's very, like, you make do with what you got, kind of. Like, right, right. Um, And, uh... But yeah, it's just like, how dare they? <laughs> how dare they make... Like you said, they definitely... They look worse. I will defend Avatar as an okay movie for the time. For like the kind of movie it is, it's pretty good. For what yeah. it was set out to do, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a movie that's mix. all about the look. The look, I, you know? The effects, I, the visuals, the looks. Here's a hot take, though, for you, Cody. I oh. think the mechs look better in this movie. I think these are some of the right. best looking mechs by their pure their aesthetic and how I've, good the cg looks here's my problem my problem is that i had to watch them for so long <laughs> like you you know like him just like shooting at the things and like more and more mechs are going down and it's just there was so like i feel like there was 10 minutes of footage of me just watching mechs shooting guns and it was just i loved it i love my thing battle. is the battle i know you love the battle it's i could have done with like two or three minutes of the battle but it was like a whole hour of this movie was like, all right, we have these side characters we introduced last movie. They're going to be going through the battle. They're going to be fighting and helping doing things. And I was like, I didn't need most of that. Like, you could have shown me the battle, sure. It gave me Hobbit 3 vibes, you know, Hobbit Part 3, when it's just like, all right, this battle that Bilbo is out of, so you don't want to talk about it in the book, let's just let's show the whole thing. You know, I'm just like, eh, yeah. all right. Okay, this, this thing happened, that thing happened. I just... My thing is I wanted to know what Neo was doing. Like, so I think I said it in the last episode, you know, if two and three were one movie, like just much more focused on like Neo's thing, I would have been fine with that. And I would have gotten through it a lot easier, I think. Um, so that's, you know, that, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Whereas like 
whenever they would cut to Neo and Trinity going for the Machine City, you know, I there's so many times where I'm just like, gosh, just you know, I don't care. I don't care. I just there's I just don't care. <laughs> like, and I wonder if part of it is because I've seen the movies so much, and I'm like, I know how that ends. I know there's nothing happening with what they're doing. Like nothing yeah. happens. <laughs> So it's just like a boring, like, what are they up to? Oh, they're still flying. And he, oh, oh, there's Smith in a human body. Ah, they killed him. But now Neo's blind, but he can still see. So nothing's changed. It's fine. Nothing's changed. Everything's good. And I'm like, this is boring. Show me the cool battle going on with all the cool effects. Now I know why they did it. Why it was exactly as long as it was and not any longer or any different. Because I'm sure that was so much money at the time. For how good it looked and how like many in like all the individual things that had to be animated in like the swarm, that must have been ridiculously expensive uh, to CG. But it was, I love it. I love that part, which I think is like it is interesting because I, I feel like every time I talk to somebody about this movie, that really seems to be the point where it's like if you like that battle, you like these two movies. You like the sequel mm, movies. And if yeah. you don't like that battle, you're not into it. You just don't like it. Yeah. I guess my thing is I like The Matrix for, like, the hand-to-hand martial arts stuff and some of the gun stuff. And mm-hmm. so when that's neutralized and it's, like, a big battle with mechs, it just wasn't wasn't for me. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, you're fighting the Sentinels. Sentinels are scary. Yeah. This is your last stand. So I get narratively why it might matter but for me i was like i need to watch the kung fu he knows kung fu and i want to watch him kung fu. yeah so. i would say as a as a series it definitely would have done better and i don't know if they went back to this in the fourth one yet i will soon it would have i felt like done better and been more beloved by everybody if they had stuck with the no it's like yeah there's there's zion and maybe they go to it and it is like I would have made Zion, like, okay, if you stuck with the hacker aesthetic, which is kind of what you talked about in, like, our first episode, right, where, Mm -hmm. you know, have it be the ships are up there, it's super dangerous, like, encountering one or two sentinels is a death sentence, basically, like, unless Mm -hmm. you can get your, the EMP is your only weapon, like, basically make it so bullets are useless, it's only the EMP is, like, the, the whole thing, and then make either the city, like, in that instance, I would have made the city more of, like, an, you know, like, a oh, this looks like it was built originally as, like, a bomb shelter for, like, a possible nuclear war, and they've mm-hmm. converted it into a city. So everything's a little bit nicer, but not... Still, it's, like, there's more people than this was designed to hold kind of thing. Yeah. And you just make it so it's, like, maybe one of the three movies, they spend a little bit of time there and explain, like, this is what we're trying to do, you know? Basically be like, we're not trying to... The machines won. We're just trying to get it to the point where we can live without them hunting us you know i think their biggest decision which was quite the decision was to be like oh no this is part of the matrix even zion's part of the matrix you know it was like Mm. it really took the whole series in a different way you know i feel like yeah had they stuck with the like no no this is humanity like evolving in such a way that we can get ourselves out Mm. so it's like we tried fighting them you know, with bullets and guns and, like, tanks with, with bullets, you know, like all the stuff. I've, I said bullets and guns. I was like, it's the same thing, Cody. It's the same thing. Well, look, you can't you can't use a bullet without a gun. You know what it's I'm true. saying? It's true. Tasers. Except, 
if you've seen uh, UHF, they do like a so it's you know it's a Weird Al movie and they do all these like parodies throughout it. Yeah. Anyway, the one is uh, it's Weird Al as like Rambo. So he catches a bolt with his teeth and he chews it up and then he uses and he spits out like machine gun fire. So nice. I guess if you're Weird Al as Rambo, you can do it, but most people cannot. That's good. Bullets but, without guns, it's like ice cream without cones, you know? It's true. You can't just eat ice cream with your hands. Pretend bowls don't exist for my analogy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Ice cream too cold for them uh, and fingies. Like, would you agree with that, that it would have been a stronger franchise had they gone the route of, like, humanity being, like, fighting them openly with, like, warfare? Had, it failed. We lost. And there's no way we right. can ever yeah. beat them. So we just have Definitely. to fight them this way like i would agree and you like you said it would fit a lot more with the aesthetic of the first one. it was all about the hack and the fighting it's happening in the matrix that's what's interesting about the first one is like the fighting that isn't happening in the matrix is like oh we had you know we had a traitor on the ship and we got to deal with this guy now so yeah which is just like a much smaller scale thing versus like no we're doing all-out warfare you're right i mean it isn't the philosophy of the matrix isn't really about all-out warfare but they, they really made it about that, right? Because it's like, no, no, we know where Zion is. It's just, it got too big, so now we got to squash it again. And then we'll go through the whole cycle again, and this is just what we have to do to keep our farm going, give humanity just enough hope so that they are fighting, um, but we still we still got the energies we need. So I don't know. Yeah. It was, a, yeah, very different directions, and it is, yeah, it's, it's just interesting. They went the Which, battle it, mode. That's one of the reasons why I would, I think, like, you know, decades from now when the Wachowskis are no longer with us, you know, rest mm-hmm. in peace in the future, the Wachowskis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a property in, like, I guess Warner Brothers owns it. It's just, like, some Warner Brothers property that some executives like, hey, this would be cool. And then because it's kind of like how uh, the MCU makes a lot of uh, superhero stuff where if you don't read the comics, you don't necessarily know this, but a lot of that stuff is way different than it is in the comics like they definitely play a lot with the expectations of people that are familiar with certain characters and you're like oh this person's gonna be like a billionaire and then they're just like a dude you know and it's like oh Mm -hmm. that's different than the comics you know and uh it would be cool for them to someday like like i say when they remake it which i think they will like as a show or even as movies again if they do decide to go that direction with it and keep it now, now, maybe have, like, be like, okay, there is, like, some kind of final stand, but it is, like you said, like, it's two minutes at the very end when it's, like, it's, like, we just have to hold out. Basically, it's, like, the hacker's in the mm-hmm. back of the van, and we just have to protect the van for two minutes for so he can hack the mainframe, you know? Right, right. Yeah. But, because framing it in that way where, because it did seem like, if they had framed it like everybody was like, we just have to hold out until Neo can save us. I think that subtle shift would have made it fit better as opposed to mm-hmm. having, I know you didn't like having like the general and I didn't mind having him. I didn't like that. He was like, I don't believe in all this religious garbage. I'm going to win this war when it's like, there's no winning this dude. <laughs> like, yeah, well that, that is what's weird about it. Right. Because the first one you're like, you mentioned this in the previous ones, right? Where it's like, Oh, you're like, yeah, everyone believes in the one and is ready for the one. And then immediately in two, it's like, you know, nobody believes in the one. It's just like five people. You know, well, it shows like all those over here. And you're like, followers. But that, that is, but that is the thing that I was drawn to 
in yeah. the first one. Like that's what got me bought into the first one. So then in the second and third one to be like, you know, that stuff doesn't matter. Most people aren't worried about that. Well, They're just worried about like a we're doing a war and this is the committee and this is the general. You know, so just like that's not yeah. Matrix. To me, it's not Matrix. It's like I said, it feels like the Hobbit. You know, it's like, oh, we're doing a big battle scene. But it's also like they showed all his followers and everything coming to like give him offerings and it showed like the council believed in him and like when morpheus gave his big speech in the second movie like it's like oh most people seem to like believe in morpheus believe in the one it's really just this guy so it's like 99 percent of people, of people power are like not practical but even then, about that word but even like i said like the council which are like the big bosses <laughs> are all like no no you should give at least something to this thing because we um, all believe in this one of the guys in the council is like an Ivy League philosopher. Like he's a professor at like an Ivy League college and he has a master class about philosophy. And so I keep seeing his master class add in my feed. So when I watched The Matrix, I was like, what? <laughs> That's the philosophy. He's a professor of philosophy. Like, That's cool. what's that guy doing in The Matrix? He's yeah. Philosophizing, you know? Philosophizing. But, uh. Um, oh, man. Oh, tell me. Yeah, Go it is. It. It's quite a, it's a thing. It's a whole yeah. thing. It's a whole rigmarole. Let's, okay. Diet Oracle, I hated it. Did you hate it? Am I wrong? She popped her peas too much. She didn't give a performance, I didn't feel like. She definitely, like, like you said, the the lady that was originally cast as Oracle came off, came across as, like, a grandma. Like, you're like, all right. Yeah. I feel like you might be a little kooky, and you might be crazy, or you might know exactly what you're talking about. And it's yeah. not really, and this lady was like, your grandma's friend that you're like, do you want to bone me or kill me? Either way, you're like 60, all right? And I don't really want to do either, <laughs> all right? I'd prefer to do neither, and I don't really... It's like... <laughs> it's like one That is common a, stereotype. We've all been there. We've all had that grandma friend who was well, like, she's trying to kill me or she's trying to bone me. I don't know. It's like one one is the the loving southern grandma, the other one is Medea. All right, that's what it is. Whereas the other, yeah. like the other one's like she's like you're giving her get too much it credit over with. Medea, Medea's Medea's better, all, you're right. You know, Medea is like a colorful personality, and she was so here. Okay, here's what's wild though. So when Oracle, when the Oracle died, it was like, oh, this is rough. What are we gonna do? <gasps> I have a better now. Okay. The person they diet Oracle, let's call her because that's what she is. They acted before together. Mm-hmm. They played sisters in a Broadway play. So they were like, this is perfect. And I could see them as sisters, definitely, because it's like, but it's like, oh, you're like the warm, loving sister, and you're like the boring, pragmatic sister. And so, like, I don't see them replacing each other. You know, like, I get that they played sisters in a play. Yeah. But they aren't, like, you know, they were friends probably in real life. But so I was just like, it didn't, didn't work for me. I just thought of it, Cody. I thought of the perfect. No. The perfect thing. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. The first Oracle, her personality is she's she's the cookies, all right? The second Oracle, her personality is the smoking. That's what she is. She's the smoking, <laughs> all right? That's what it is, right? It's like the cookies and then like what's her personality? She's the, she's the one she makes cookies, all right? That's what oh, she does. Yeah. The second one is what does she do? She smokes. That's what she does. It's like, You know what's okay. so funny about that? What? Is that I had a grandma who smoked and yeah. she was a good cook and she made like this this lemonade cake that i love and i still make on occasion um 
And I totally get that. Like, because she quit smoking for a long time, but then she picked it back up. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I get it. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Man. Wow. You nailed it. It it is. Like, I thought, I was like, let's talk about another casting decision that made me mad. Okay. I didn't like the the train guy. I wasn't bought into him at all. I was like, this is not the right dude. Like, he's supposed to be like menacing and like, who's this mysterious man? And then it's like, this like lanky bean pole that's like you don't look like i don't know like he looks just like a homeless man in the train station like i didn't i wasn't about it i wasn't and here's the other thing (laughs) this the other thing that i thought was funny because there's like a chase scene (laughs) and you have you have the train guy Mm -hmm. what do they call him it's something like that the train man and he's literally like He's running like this, and you have Trinity, like, striding in her leather, and she's running so fast, and Trinity guy's, like, bopping along. Like, like okay, <laughs> Trinity's running twice as fast as this man. How is he not cut? You know, it's like it's like when um, it's like when the quarterback, is, you know, throws an interception and is trying to catch up to the, the person who picked him off, you know? It's like it was like that chase, watching that chase happen, or, like, or the kicker trying to tackle the guy who's about to, like, return the punt for, you know, it was like, Oh, here's the guy who's paid to run, and here's the guy that absolutely isn't. And so when she couldn't catch up to him, I was like, "This is not, this is not working for me." Okay, here's the thing. Talk to me. This actor, I I've seen him in a lot of stuff. He is solidly, and I think he is great as a, you know, like a TV actor in nerd stuff. Uh-huh. He's awesome. Sure. Like, uh, there was a show a while, like, like a long time ago, that he played like a wizard for a long time in. Um, and you I know, classic. classic. Yeah, he was very great. He was awesome because it was like he was kind of the guy where he's like kind of a bumbling wizard, but he's like a master mm-hmm. wizard. But there's no more master wizards, right. you know. So he's like, oh, I don't know, I'm just a kooky old man, and then he'd kill everybody, <laughs> you know. Nails yeah. that. Every so often. He manages to get himself, like, just injected into a role of a big-budget movie. And it never works. It never looks <laughs> great. I love him. He's a great actor. Yeah. But he just doesn't – I hate to – just, it's like he just doesn't have the stuff for the – like, I don't yeah. – look, well, I don't think I got the stuff for a big-budget movie. Don't put me in the next MCU movie unless I'm in the background and I'm blurry, all right? That's all – that's the only thing I can <laughs> nail, all right? You need a guy to be in a chair. Who would be good for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You need a dead body. in a chair for us. A blurry dead body? I got you, okay? <laughs> I want to be so far in the background yeah. that I don't have to not breathe, though. All right? That, then I can nail that kind mm. of dead body. All right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, he was he was a casting choice. But every time, I can't well, not see I him I as, like. the makeup did him any favors either because they went hard on, like, the crooked teeth and, like, the weird, I don't know. It's just, like. There was too many like strong choices happening that like it didn't all pull together. Yeah, he was definitely like, which it would have made, I don't know, because it's like, had it been, um, I don't know, like, had it been revealed that he was the train man, you know, versus uh-huh. them like walking onto the train with Seraph and him like, that's the guy, you know, like. It would have made more sense if they had, like, he was getting, like, beaten up by a sinister-looking dude. And then it's like, oh, no. Mm. This dude that looks like a homeless man 
he's the guy we actually need, you know? Mm. I would have preferred him be similar to the, like, the bad version of the Keymaker. Uh, where it's yeah. like, he's not fast, he's not strong, he just has a very specific thing he does, and everybody needs that thing, so right, nobody really right. wants to mess with him. Like, I would have been a better, I feel like, direction. But if it all comes back to the Wachowskis always seem to do what is the coolest, most colorful thing to do. Not what's the best mm. narrative thing to do. Not what's, like, fits the character or fits this actor the best. It's, like, Taking what's, like... style swings and... Yeah. What's, like, which an anime kind of makes... Which is kind of what makes, like, Speed Racer so delightful to watch. Yeah. Like, it's kind of fun when it's in a bright, colorful kids' adventure kind of movie. That is what was kind of fun about Speed Racer versus when you do it in The Matrix, you're like, but I want it to be cool still. Like, I want it, you know, I don't want it to be, like, fun and colorful. I want it to be, like, sleek and cool. Almost to the point of being lame, but not quite. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bailey was over the columns. She was like, like there's so, there's too many columns. And I was like, that's the thing. There's always a column scene. There's a scene with columns. You got to do it. Was this the one where they did the, uh, they did the upside down action scene, right? I think that was this one. Right, where Maybe. like Morpheus and Trinity go upside down, and then the bad guys, and then they're in a column room and they're fighting around each other, like which is an interesting concept for like a set piece. I didn't think it made it interesting enough because it was kind of like. You know, you're still fighting each other. Like just some of you are inverted. You know, I didn't. I don't know if it added what you needed in an action scene to make it. It's not that dimension that makes it interesting. You know, like the John Wick scene where it's like, oh, there's knives everywhere. They're all dull. I was like, that's perfect. Like that is great. That's a great premise for. Yeah. Martial arts when it's like one of you slipped upside down, but you still see each other and shoot each other. I, like, hmm, I, don't, know. I don't know, man. I'm looking for the. For the scene you're talking about, I saw there's one picture of Trinity next to a column, yeah. and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know what this scene is because it looks like it's her going All into the, the power plant, but that was in the last movie, wasn't it? Look, I'm not even worried about it. Here's what I do want to talk about. There's a Tell club me. scene in this movie because oh, of yeah. course there is. Yeah, this one's the most exciting of all of them, I would say. Here's the thing about this club scene. Tell me how about much lube. How much lube do you think was needed to get everyone into costume? Like. Everybody had like painted on pleather everything. Like everyone was skin in a tight suit. So <laughs> oh yeah, no, they. I don't. Here's the thing: the club scene in the first Matrix is like, oh, this is like a weird, gothy kind of '90s rave. I get it. This yeah. is like maybe like, and it was like dark, flashy, quick and over. You know. And all the other club scenes, they're like, all right, we got to go hard. There has to be lights everywhere. We got to see it. It has to be the centerpiece of a conversation. We got to do this club scene for 10 minutes. And I don't understand. I didn't need it. There's a club scene in every movie. And I feel like the first movie is the only one that nails the club scene. We're like, yeah, this is just kind of like a setting. There's a conversation. We're done. You know, the other ones are like, no, we got to do a whole thing. We're fighting the people in the gimp suits. Like, can't get around it. We're doing it. I don't know. Yeah. My point is... I I, w- I was uncomfortable because it like they set up the shiny wet people they set up the merovingian right as like this like he enjoys even if he's not really that sophisticated he enjoys like he has a french accent not because he's french he's a computer program but because he loves the french language and like all the like how like uppity the french are as a yeah, people yeah. so it's like then the next week they're like now 
gimp rave club and it's like that does not fit all right dude like it's the first one he's like oh fine dining fine wine like this is my like fancy exclusive club establishment restaurant yeah and then this one just like he's in the club <laughs> everyone's in leather <laughs> like yeah it is yeah the very different settings yeah because another thing that would have been like because he also was like i knew you were gonna come you know which Okay, let me fix this scene. You know, famous Tyler fixes this scene, and I nail oh, yeah. it every time, Cody. Don't even trip, all right? What if they had kicked in that door, and it was just him? Ooh. Sitting, like, all sitting right. at a dinner table eating dinner. Like, him, the train man, like, some of his cronies or something are, like, on the wings of this giant room. Like the room, the same size, but it's just him, and he's just eating like, mm-hmm. like a real elegant meal or something. Maybe there's a string quartet over in the corner playing some light yeah. classical music. How much better of a scene would that have been if they had come in with all that fire and fury, and it's like him sitting there, and you're like, oh shoot, yeah, <laughs> this guy knew yeah. we were coming, <laughs> and it's like it would have set him up so much because they, it's almost like they wanted him to be like this guy's like Neo, but he's a computer mm-hmm. program. But they never really cash in on that. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I think I think it's a good point. So um That would have been cooler. What's his name? Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. No, uh sorry. A- Mr. Agent Smith. Smith. Agent yeah. Smith. So his whole thing, right? He comes through the matrix and he takes over a dude's body, right? Yeah. Within the real world. And here's my thing about it. He has the mannerisms of Agent Smith. And he calls Neo Mr. Anderson. And Neo's like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, like, no one in this world knows you as Thomas Anderson. Your name is Neo here. There's one person who has called you Mr. Anderson 50 times in the last week of your life. Yeah. And it is Agent Smith. And he's like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> it's the guy. Your other half the malicious virus that is the mirror image of you in computer computer artificial intelligence form. Like, the guy the movie's about, your arch nemesis, he's here talking to you. Yeah, he looks different, but you already know he replicates himself. Anyway, I was just like, you know, like, this isn't Bill and Ted. You're not clueless. You're the smart boy. Anyway, I just thought it was funny that he he didn't get it, you know? Yeah. Because they even they cast that actor. He's like, oh, this guy does a great Hugo Weaving kind of person. He'd be the perfect, like, to be this guy in the real world. You know, they cast him for that exact reason. And then Neo is totally lost on him, like, in a way that's not even not even fun. You know, it's like, we all know what's going on. Yeah. So he needs to know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, even at this point, he's also seen Agent Smith try to take over a person before. Because mm-hmm. he saved Morpheus from it. And, like... Like, I agree. That is something that has bugged me. It is the only, I would say the only, like, I can't really find a way to redeem it other than to have him not be so dumb about it. Right? Right. Other than, like, the only way around it. It's an interesting choice to put him in the real world. Great. They picked a good actor for it who pulls off the Hugo Weaving vibe. Like, okay, never mind. I take it back. I have a way to fix it. Okay. All you got to do is all the scenes with him, he has to be of trying to trying desperately to avoid like Morpheus and Neo, which are the two people that he has directly talked to in the past that could like mm. identify him by the way he talks right. and things he says. 
So it's like he needs to like all he would have to do is change his stuff to be like instead of introducing himself to Neo, like immediately be like, oh shoot, Neo and Neo or Morpheus is here. Like I can't be here. They'll they'll recognize mm-hmm. who they'll they'll know something's up. Also, what like you don't know anything about this guy. You probably don't even know his name. All right, and then. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, I guess, no, he absorbs him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, by that measure, you've absorbed him. Shouldn't you be able to act like the guy and not be creepy about everything? Right, right. It's like you're the artificial intelligence, so blend in a little bit? Have maybe? some intelligence, you know? <clears throat> be a yeah, spy. Yeah. All right. Um, do, you want to talk, do you want to talk about one of the taglines of this movie that I hated? Uh, let's talk about it. Uh, some things never change, but some things do. True, true words. Like Cody. something you just wish no one said ever, you know. But like Cody. it's the kind of thing I don't understand. I hate it. <laughs> some yeah. things never change, but some things do. Sometimes it rains, but sometimes it doesn't. That's the same thing. That's so exact. That's the saying we're doing. The taglines I see here, Cody, is the IMAX revolution, what? which I think is clever. Okay. Because it was an IMAX. Yeah. And everything has a begin. Everything that has a beginning has an end. Those are bad. Which seems dumb uh, now that there's another movie. Why did? But why did we go? Like they said the line like four times. It was like one of those like Christopher Nolan repeating lines. You're like, hey, I'm gonna say this line. Then I'll say it later, and it'll clue you in, or it'll be a little callback, or it'll, you know, it'll wrap it all together, or you'll think about the line in a different way. And it's like, no, they just said it three times. It meant nothing each time because it means nothing. And uh, it seemed like a weird focal point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just go here. I'll just do this. This is one of my final notes. Give it to me. Did not real. I didn't fully understand the ending of this movie. And maybe it had something to do with me being too tired and have like I did fall asleep for like thirty seconds three oh or four gosh. times. I'm so excited and right now. I was just so bored. I was just bored by the end of it. I was like, all right, Neo's here, he's talking to the machine. I guess he struck a stalemate with the machines, kind of. And um was that the end, basically? All right, here we go. Okay, but let me say this. Okay, oh. that is my note, but I will... The caveat is this. I didn't like the way the movie ended, but I was glad that it did end. But I will say, watching Matrix 4, I was like, you know what? I actually kind of like... It, in a way, kind of justified the ending of 3 for me a little bit, where 4 picks up, and I was like, oh, okay, no, no, I feel more okay about the way, the storyline a little bit. So I will say that. But having only... You know, when I had only seen this movie, I was kind of like, I don't super get this ending... Just kind of glad it's over. All right, Cody. Here's me, your boy, here to explain the ending yeah. of Matrix Revolutions, right? Isn't that the one? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Like Why can't they just call Matrix 1, 2, 3? All right, that's the, that's the annoying no. thing. Okay, the first one's Matrix, so that means the second one has to have a title with R. Matrix mm-hmm. Reloaded. So the next has to be Revolutions, and the last has to be Resurrections. Mm. They all have to have our titles because the first one didn't. Yeah. Some Makes things sense. never change, but some things do. 
Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing, Cody. He knows, all right, because he's the one. So he knows. So he's like, we got to go to the Machine City. We got to go to Machine City, talk to the giant floating baby head, all right? That's what it was. It was a baby that said, speak. And it's like, what? Why are you a baby? Why are you a baby head? Why did you make a head? Why do you? Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Why does that functionality exist? Who is that for? All right? There's no, it's not like they have human slaves that they want to intimidate. The humans are in the world. They think they live in 1999 New York City. All right. There's nothing. There's no purpose for that baby head thing. None. It could have just been you know a what speaker. It been? No, it should have been Plankton's assistant in uh, SpongeBob. Oh, like the Karen. The computer that just kind of does. Yeah, it yeah. should have been Karen. Like, I would have been happy with that. I mean, it would have been fine if it had just room, been like. There's a Karen the big overmind thing like floating up which is like like a light that got brighter when it spoke or something because that wouldn't have made any more sense but it would have made more sense all right (laughs) but it wouldn't have been a giant baby yeah because at the end of the day it's like why do you have the functionality to speak out loud at all you don't need to do that ever (laughs) so anyway so he goes there and he's like all right this dude, he's taking over the Matrix. You cannot control him. He's going to get into your system and take you over. All right. Let me fight him. I'll kill him. Like, I'll take out this virus, basically. But in return, you got to leave the humans alone and let all the people go. And it's like, fine, whatever. You're going to die anyway. So then he goes. He has his, his fight with Smith where he overcomes Cody. He has to let go to overcome or whatever. I don't know. Something dumb. You could ask the Wachowskis. It's probably something like that. Who cares? Anyway, he wins at the end, right? Because he refuses to give up, but he wins by giving up. So I don't know what to tell you right now. Um, and then the machines are like, all right, cool, you did it. And then they let everybody go. And then the architect says some stuff like, we're going to get them again, which is kind of like the architect is like, Here's what the architect is, Cody. He's that guy that's like, the South will rise again. The South's not going to rise again, all right? You need to get over this, guys. You need, all the people... Here's the thing about the South, Cody. Okay? You technically live in the South because you were part of the Confederacy, okay? Here's the thing. <laughs> all these people in, like, Virginia, they're like, we're in the South. You don't live in the South, all right? Don't try, all right? even though you're part of the Confederacy. Nobody cares about that, Cody. What's important is that Missouri was part of it. Here's the thing, Cody. Missouri and Kansas fought their own civil war, basically. Like, everybody else was doing their own thing, and then they were like, we're going to kill each other kind of outside of you guys this also is what's killing wild. each other. This is what's wild about that whole scenario. Kansans, Kansans and Missourians hate each other. They will always have this petty rivalry to the end of time. But now they share a football team? Yeah. Who's doing pretty well. So... Yeah. They have, you know. It's the only thing that you Patrick Mahomes us. the one. Will he bind us together? Will he bridge the gap? No, but he can try. Oh. Uh, so here's my point, Cody. It's like the architect's like, we'll get him again. We'll get him again. You know, which is basically what you're saying when you say the South will rise again. You're saying we'll get him again. All right. We all know what that means. All right. So the architect's a racist. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Against humans. Yeah, yeah. Specious, I guess, is what it would be, really. But that's the ending of it. Does that make sense to you? It doesn't make sense, but... I mean, I mean, are you confused? Fine. He made a deal with the machines, basically. Like, I'll solve your problem if you let... 
Because it's like 1% of deal. people. The deal is I'll so what was save you if you let my people go. I'll let Moses. Did he save but Moses them? didn't save people. Who did he did save, save the Egyptians. Who did he save the machines from? So the risk was that he, the, so Anderson, or not Anderson, Smith had taken over the Matrix, and it was only a matter of time oh, before he because, made his way back right, to the machine. I forgot. Yeah. Because Smith was a naughty boy. Yeah, so that was the thing. They were, like, going to get eaten by Smith. So he's like, I'll stop Smith if you let people, all the people that want out of the Matrix. That's my thing is it's like, okay, yeah, he stopped Smith, but the machines, the giant baby head's still there, so take over the people, you know? But there, here's, the, the okay, that's the other thing that, like, I always have trouble thinking of it this way, but, like, if you think about the machines, they make themselves, they put themselves out there, and the movie does a very good job of making making you be like, they're machines and there's people. And then it's like, but all machines are machines. And then you're like, oh, maybe the machines are kind of like people too. They're AI. They can have emotions. And then it's like, no, they can't have emotions. They're machines. And then you're like, okay, machines can't have emotions. And it's like, but maybe they got emotions. You know, maybe they love their children. And then you're like, oh, so they do love their children. And then the movie's like, what children, you idiot? They can't have children. They're machines. And then it's like, what do you want from me, Wachowskis? Do you want me to have empathy for the machines or not? All right? You need to decide. You need to pick a lane here. Are the machines, like, intelligent and sentient? Or are they just machines doing stuff? All right? What are you doing? That part drives me nuts. But if you think about it, it's like they made a deal. And the machines just honored the deal. That was it. All right. <clears throat> like so. My question is. Ask it. If you did. What are you gonna rate this movie? You're gonna slap a letter grade on it. When, what does it get? Am I slapping it? A grade? I do think I won this episode because I got you complaining a lot about this movie. That you I. Said you I do like it, but there is like. I think a better movie exists. Like they could have made a really cool like this stand. This is like top tier. Like will survive forever is one of the best sci-fi trilogies of all time kind of movie. And they just chose to not do that. Is <laughs> basically the problem. Yeah. So I like it as like a cool for the sake of being cool popcorn movie, but not one that's like. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna like be like. Oh, you know what you should check out if you like movies, The Matrix. No, I would never say that. Even really about the first one. There's a thousand movies I feel like almost everybody would say before that you got to the Matrix. But for this one, what did I rate the last one? Do you remember? We, we were going to record it and I don't remember. We were going to start recording this and we forgot immediately. Um, was yours like a C plus and mine was like a C minus or yours was like a B minus? Or? I, think, I thought you were in the C plus B minus range for the second one. I'll give this one a C plus because I think I did a B minus for the second one. Let and me I, tell you this. Huh? Go ahead. Oh, I just I feel like individually the second one is a better movie than this one, even though this one has a more of an end. But this one, even right. though it has the cool battle that I like, it's just it's it's all over the place. It's trying to do too much. I'll give this movie. All right. Let give me it. Tell you. I give this movie a D. <gasps> I couldn't do it. it was so, I couldn't do no. it. Like, I really. Now let me tell you. I will give you this caveat. If I, having watched four, and having felt more justified in the ending and like feeling like I comprehend the ending, I almost 
think maybe I could bump it up to a C minus, but no, no, I'm going to stick with the D. Like, it's not like, I felt a lot of resolution in the fourth one, even just the setting up of it, not even, you know, not even like the way the fourth one ended, and, you know, the whole arc, it was just kind of like, oh, the way they carried it on in the fourth one, I was like, I, I, I feel like I like the direction they took with this one a little better. It's a D. It's not watchable. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. You watch them all, like, literally one run. It's better. But yeah. I had an, such an experience with this movie that I don't. Don't make me watch it again. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't, yeah. and I won't, and it's not possible. Watch Matrix 1. Here's the hard thing, is that so much of Matrix 4 refers back to 2 and 3, so it's hard, because I did like 4. So it's hard. It's hard. We'll talk about 4 next time and uh we'll figure it out yeah one but day one d day. a c plus and a d that's where we're sitting at with this guy i've i've officially i've recorded it cody so we'll never forget i i wrote it down scribbled it down <gasps> look at you going look wow. at you what look else is us. there to say about matrix the matrix revolutions i miss anything i would say like as far as you know I know you would not recommend it. I would recommend if you liked Avatar as like a cool, if you're like, oh, it's a cool movie. I think you'll like the sequels to the Matrix. You know, like if you like that kind of like the Transformers or the Avatars where it's like, it just looks cool and there's giant things fighting each other and that's fine. You know? Right. You'll like it. If you're like, if you like, if you watch the Matrix and you're like, oh, I like this, but you don't like those movies, just don't bother with the sequels. Just Tell yourself it ended at the first one. Tell yourself Neo said the threatening thing to the machines, and now the humans win, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, really, Fair deal. you got the same story. Nothing changed with yeah. the other two. It's just added on the cool for the sake of being cool, like anime-style stuff. Plus a bonus, Diet Oracle. Oh, yeah, you do get the Diet Oracle. Well, thank you for listening. You can rate, share, and review us wherever you find podcasts. You can also yell at us on social media, at Opinion Hours, and hold our memes on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you for listening, and until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. They had it like... 30 characters in this movie and I cannot believe you did not mention that so you're distracted by the lube so much I'm gonna guess $80,000 worth of lube at least yeah they're just a shower yeah, that yeah. just spat lube it's the low end for sure yeah yeah can you imagine being the lube boy on the set of this movie <laughs> lube boy lube me hazard pay too that comes with hazard pay <laughs> yeah that's an extra 50 cents an hour right there <laughs>